Good morning, all you beautiful people out there. The time is 11.54, Thursday, January 2nd, 2020. Wow, that feels pretty weird to say. <laughs> it's only the second day of it, but um, yeah, it's going to take some getting used to. Uh, let's see, the weather outside here in Portland is a dreary, rainy day. So uh, yeah, it's perfect. Perfect for a couple funny stories and some whimsical nonsense. I don't know about you, but rainy days can get me down sometimes. You wake up and, you know, normally it's dark, darker when you wake up, but as 10 o'clock rolls around, maybe 11, 12 o'clock, and it still looks like it's about 8 o'clock outside, it's, uh, yeah, it's just like, goodness gracious, ready for this to change. So, yeah, if ever you're feeling down, just pop on the uh, News Through Different Views channel and you can laugh at me or with me or whatever works for you. So with that being said, we can go ahead and jump right on into it. We've got a couple funny stories for you. So yeah, here we go. So the U.S. Department of Transportation rules airlines must allow miniature horses to fly as service animals. Wow. Now when I heard this one, <clears throat> well, I mean, that's just pretty crazy. I mean, can you imagine getting onto a plane and there's a horse, there's a horse in the plane. Uh, if you've ever been on a plane, which I'm sure most of you have been, uh, it's already pretty cramped in there. I mean, especially, you know, a lot of us, we're riding economy, you know, we're sitting in rows of two or maybe three. Uh, where do you put a horse? You may have some questions. I know I do. Miniature horses make great, if rare, service animals for those with emotional and physical disabilities. Standing two to three feet tall, weighing around 100 pounds, and often living for about 35 years or longer. They're not unlike large dogs in their comforting presence and ability to perform complex tasks. And yes, airlines have been historically balked at the idea of seating a horse in Economy Plus. The DOT statement notes that air carriers have asked us to declare that a wide variety of species, uh, such as birds, uh, and animals with hooves or horns constitute unusual service animals that may be categorically, uh, categorically banned. Wow. <laughs> but with trained miniature horses uh, officially recognized in the Americans with Disabilities Act as legitimate service animals, the agency has decided they must be able to fly. The declaration isn't a law per se, but it indicates that they'll punish U.S. airlines that violate it. Holy cow, man. Could you imagine? I mean, I know it's hard being an adult. You know, life life can be tough. Situations can be stressful. I would I would say that that flying is definitely one of those. I mean, you've got to get to the airport on a certain amount, you know, at a certain time. You've got to be able to go through all the customs and all the anal probes. I mean, uh, TSA, whatever they want to do with you. I mean, literally, you're at their mercy. Um, so those are stressful situations that, that people go through uh, when they need to fly. And so you, you get, imagine you get through all of that. You've got everything squared away. You're being herded onto this big metal tube, getting ready to barrel through the sky. Uh, and you just pass the threshold of the plane, you know, the door there. And you look down and the stewardess is smiling. And she presents her arm to, for you to walk down the aisle. And, and there... About midway down, you see this big-ass horse. Now, in relation to the plane, I say big-ass, even if it's only, say, a 100-pound plane or a, a horse. Uh, 
in relation to the plane, this thing is on all fours. So it's not like a human standing straight up and down, taking up less, less space. And a plane is pretty small, as you know. Uh, you get in there and, and let's say a, a large person, an excessively large person has to pay for two people um, if his butt's taken up two seats. So, um, and it depending on who you fly with, you know, you're sitting either two wide or you're sitting three seats wide. But either way, I would imagine you would probably have to call in advance and say, hey, I've got a horse coming. I need three seats and have to pay for those, pay for those seats. But uh, man, that, that's just insane. I mean, I know it's hard to be an adult. It's been a challenge ever since it happened to me. But when I think about it, it, it takes a special kind of person to forego everybody else's comfort, uh, comfort and, and sanity, peace of mind, if you will, and even nostrils to say, you know what? It's more important that I feel better. And it's more important that I feel nice and calm or, or you know, if that's what the horse in fact does for that person. And to hell with everyone else. Let's go. Let's go flying. <laughs> so I think that's a very interesting point of view. So I guess my question is, is like, why do these people get such special treatment? They say, oh, it's so stressful. It's stressful for everybody. You dink bat. What makes you so special that you need a horse, a freaking horse to go hurdling with you, forcing everyone else to smell and listen to that thing? I mean, just be a reasonable human being, you know, keep your belongings and your leg room to a minimum. That's how you fly. That's how you fly with a smile. And everyone gets off the plane and people are able to get some sleep and uh, they have a good flight. It's, it's normal. It's normal. What's not normal is a freaking horse on the plane. Now I'm wondering about how long it's going to be until they make a movie. They're going to put Samuel L. Jackson in there. I know you guys remember snakes on a plane. How could you forget it? That's just a snake. Those are tiny little things. I mean, could you imagine horses on a plane? We need to pull Samuel L. Jackson back out and make him do a movie. I mean, I can see it now. Why are there horses on this motherfucking plane? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, now I can agree with him. I don't care about snakes. It's the horses that get me. And furthermore, shame on the DOT for allowing such insanity to ensue. I mean, being reasonable so far as, you know, dogs, cat, like if you got a rabbit or something, uh, and it's like in a cage, like a lap sizable cage. Uh, but literally, <laughs> there is a picture if you go ahead and Google um, the DOT allowing ponies on planes or whatever. There's actually a picture of a couple, an elderly couple sitting on a plane, and they have this pony crammed at their legs, taking up all three seats, you know, long and they are just, oh God, they look so uncomfortable. I don't know how it's worth it for them. Um, but yeah, I guess there's loopholes for everything. And furthermore, the TSA is not supposed to ask if they have a license for that dog. So there's kind of a loophole here. Um, it seems to me that anybody who wanted to bring a horse on a plane at this point can simply state that it is a, uh, an, a, a companion horse or a service horse and they don't have to provide proof literally anyone can bring a horse on the plane at this point and I, I don't even think they have like a or do they have a if you're not tall enough or if you're this tall you can't ride the ride <laughs> like how do you go about measuring the size of the horse like when when does it stop 
you know how how big how big can we get a horse on a plane i mean doesn't that affect like the weight ah, i don't know so many questions i have about this and how it came like who was that on that board meeting at the do at the department of transportation was like yeah yeah uh dogs yeah totally reasonable yeah cats nah no problem not problem horses sure why not <laughs> uh, but clearly it does say with trained miniature horses officially recognized in the americans with disabilities act as legitimate service animals the agency has decided they must be able to fly well, I can't imagine that the people at the airport are going to know if the horse is trained or not. Like, do they send them through a quick little, uh, like, I don't know, sobriety test for the horse to see if it's trained? Or, hey, are you good to fly? Are you going to be acting crazy? I don't know if I can trust your owner who tells me that you're going you're gonna to be okay on this flight not to go batshit crazy when the plane takes off or lands, you know? It's like, could you imagine a little bit of turbulation up there and the thing starts jumping all over the place? I mean, it, it's, it's not in a cage. It's not tethered. It's literally just hanging out. <laughs> I could uh, potentially see a, quite a few problems there. It says here, the declaration contains other important rules for service animals. You can bring up to three critters on a flight. <laughs> three. Wow. Okay. Uh, let's find out a little bit more about this here. But only one of them can act as an emotional support animal. The other two must be physically necessary. Okay. So... Like if you got two animals holding up either your arm and then you have the other one to make you f to, to talk to, I guess. I mean, don't we have like humans for that? Can't we like have a, a someone ride with you on the plane that's a human and can understand you and, and help you ambulate if necessary? I don't know, just me. Uh, who knows, maybe horses can do something people can't. Airlines are allowed to require advance notice ah here we go for emotional support animals not physical service ones complicating both of those rules is the fact that the airlines are still forbidden from demanding proof of an animal's training or certification certification outright uh, though there's a loophole for carriers who say they're conducting a threat analysis okay so they can say uh, we're conducting a threat analysis and then somehow i guess deny the flight for the animal i mean but then they then they would have to kick the thing off the plane says the animals also don't have to be restrained in any specific way in the cabin as long as their movements don't inconvenience the other passengers how the hell would that not inconvenience the other passengers i have no idea there's a lot of case-by-case -case logic sprinkled throughout some of the rulings uh, but the bottom line is is don't be shocked if you see a tiny horse strolling down the aisle in the not too distant future Wow. It says, don't fret, though. They're still required to be housebroken. <laughs> so what are you going to do if a house shits or if a horse shits on the plane at 35,000 feet? Are you going to kick it out? Oh, man. This is going to be interesting. I'll, I'll be uh, kind of keeping out, uh, keeping an eye out for stories like this one. I'll be interested to see if there's any instance, instances where uh, interesting things happen with horses on planes. Yeah, we'll definitely keep you updated about that one. I thought you guys might enjoy that. Horses on planes. Ha! I'm out. Okay. In other news, and I thought this one was kind of interesting, um, 
and in a way, it's almost kind of sad. It's controversial in my opinion because it could go both ways. It could be eh, kind of a good idea, better than the alternative if you really wanted. But at the same time, like, I don't know, man. Let's let's go ahead and check it out. You guys tell me what you think. I'm I'm kind of divided on this. Kind of leaning towards more of messed up, but. Mom tricks six-year-old daughter on New Year's Eve so she can go party with friends and get wasted instead. Holy cow. It says a mom, uh, the anonymous parent says her little girl had been so excited to stay up for New Year's and watch the Times Square ball drop in New York City on TV to bring in the 2020. Her daughter had a party hat a noisemaker to bl and a noisemaker to blow when the big moment came, and her mom revealed that she had been looking forward to the countdown all day and all night. The 25-year-old mum says mum here, spelled M-U-M, so I'm, <clears throat> I'm assuming this is over in Australia or England, something like that, said, I did not want her to stay up because I wanted to party and get wasted with my friends. I did not really want her to see me and my friends getting shit-faced. I showed her a YouTube video of the ball dropping from 2018, and everyone at my party, I guess they were over at, over at her house, pretended it was 2020 and screamed Happy New Year and blew our noisemakers and she was so excited. This was about four hours before the, the real New Year's in our country. Holy cow, what a piece of crap. Uh, after that, I tucked her into bed and she went to sleep with a smile on her face. Yeah, you. Uh, um, she says, she goes on to say, I kind of feel like shit now because I tricked her. <laughs> what? But it was worth it then because you were going to go get hammered, right? You can feel sorry about it in the morning. After asking for advice on Reddit as to whether she had been in the wrong, the opinion was pretty divided. Yeah. Yeah. For, I mean, it does seem kind of wrong at the same time. Like, if, yeah, like, what do you do? You can just trick her anyways. You didn't have to give the moment to her, I guess. It could be a total piece of shit. But um, at least she, she did a little something there. Um, one replied said, I was ready to say not the asshole, but when you say you sent her to bed so you could get drunk with your friends, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of messed up. No, another person says, that's kind of messed up that you would rather do that than stay up with your daughter. Another agreed writing, you're an a-hole for getting wasted like while you're responsible for a kid. That's right, because everybody was over at her house and she tucked her daughter in and everyone was like probably dancing around the living room and, and carrying on. Can you get in trouble for that? I don't know. Others defended her by saying, even parents need to party. No child was harmed here. A second wrote, that's actually so sweet. You didn't just trick her, you created a moment, an experience she could participate in so she felt included and special, while still ensuring, as a parent, she got an adequate sleep. I was always just sent off or told to go to bed, or, or that I wasn't old enough. Might steal this idea for my kids when they're six, one says. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's more, more, uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Not all tricks are bad. Santa Claus, surprise parties, gender reveal parties, Halloween masquerades. So, yeah, I guess a, a lot of it's heavily based on opinion here. I thought it was uh, an interesting headline. So, it, it, it um, yeah, feel free to, to message me. Let me know what, in the comments there. What, what do you think? Uh, was that right? I don't know. It could have gone worse. Could have gone maybe a little better. I think it was kind of in the middle there. But um, yeah, there we go. Everyone's got to have a little fun on New Year's. I'm just pretty glad that the little girl wasn't sent straight to bed with no, uh, at least believing she got to see what she wanted to see. At least that's the good part. I mean, no one really knows what she did except for the mother anyway. So 
Uh, I guess that's good for the little girl. All right, moving right along. In other news, woman baffles people with her bum-sunning ritual. Megan uploaded a rather x ray I guess she's a, there's this girl named Megan. She's an Instagram influencer. Um, and I guess she shared a post about the little-known practice of perineum sunning. Now that's interesting. Never heard of it. Let's check it out. Megan uploaded a rather X-rated photo of herself lying flat on her back in the great outdoors, holding her legs in the air in order to get some rays on the area where, according to popular saying goes, the sun doesn't usually shine. The California resident claims she exposes her perineum to the sun for five minutes every morning, and it gives her energy, so much so that she's been able to ditch coffee for good. She added that just 30 seconds of the ritual is the equivalent of a full day of sunlight with your clothes on. Whoa, man. I need to, I need one of those. And that it should be done between 7 a.m. and 9 a.m. for best results. Well, there's even a time for it. Well, I'm telling you what, man. I wonder if it works for dudes, too, or is that just, like, gender-specific? I don't know, man. I'm starting to feel left out over here. It says, uh, Many people were intrigued by the wellness trend, including Avengers star Josh Brolin, who decided to give it a go for himself. Aha! got a guy checking it out however things didn't quite go to plan for the actor who says he suffered nasty sunburns on his pucker hole afterwards <laughs> okay so i guess um it doesn't really work for guys so much uh yeah it's um gender specific he said uh tried this perineum sunning thing that i've been hearing so much about and in my suggestion it is a do not do not do this, or at least as long as I did. Well, if you follow directions, it said about five minutes. I mean, gracious. I mean, we go to tanning beds for longer than that, don't we? It says, my puck. oh, gotcha. My pucker hole is crazy burned, and I was going to spend the, la the day last day shopping with my family, and instead I'm icing and using aloe and burn creams because of the severity of the pain. I don't know who in the F <laughs> brought this stupid stuff forward but um f you nonetheless seriously well he does not sound happy at all i guess he probably went on vacation with his family um i could imagine him being on a beach because i mean where else would you really sun if you're on vacation a beach type area um i guess he found some privacy enough to um try the whole leg open deal and and lo and behold it it um exposed areas where the light doesn't always shine this guy might have fallen asleep or something. I don't know. It sounds like it went longer than five minutes, but who knows? Who knows? What is the time for a sunburnt pucker hole anyway? I don't know. Looks like he found out. <laughs> All right. Also, a little side note here. News through different views does not condone perineum sunbathing. Does not condone. So just kind of be careful with that. You've been warned. You've been listening to News Through Different Views with Johnny Boy. Don't forget to sign in tomorrow and listen to tomorrow's podcast. Always, thanks for joining us.